Give Us This Day Evening Edition is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson from the Order for Evening Prayer from the Book of Common Prayer 1928. These reflections are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd Reformed Episcopal Church in Tyler, Texas. Today is Monday of the 19th Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 28. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and to be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offence unto me, for thou savourest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death, till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Here endeth the second lesson. One thing's for sure, contrary to what atheists would have you believe, heaven will definitely not be boring. I say this because even in this life, God is constantly desiring to show us new things and take us to the next level. I've discovered that I went through three phases of watching the old Batman TV show made in the 60s. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be Batman. I had a Batman cowl, a Batman TV shirt, the coolest electronic Batman game, and once I even had a bowl of Batman ice cream that I remember as being different psychedelic colors. I liked Batman because he was a hero. When I was a little older, I thought Batman was a show for little kids and not nearly as good. And when I became a young adult, I saw all sorts of campy things that made this show quite enjoyable again. I'm constantly discovering new levels of reading the Bible, and one of my not-so-secret missions in writing give us this day is to learn to see things I haven't seen before. We do get bored even with God in this life. 
but contrary to this life in heaven, we'll give up ourselves in complacency and toys, and will want to go to the next level that God is willing to take us to. As a teacher, I've always wanted to take my students to the next level that they were ready for and desired. Jesus, being the perfect teacher, takes his disciples, particularly Peter, to a dramatically new level today, not once, not twice, but four times. In his first teaching, Jesus tests his disciples to see what they already know. It's not clear in the Gospels exactly how clearly he had taught his disciples the answer to the all-important question he's about to ask. Often he seems to prefer teaching by example and by leading his disciples with parables. He begins by asking an easier warm-up question that establishes a context for the all-important question and implies a distinction between those who answer this question in different ways. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They tell him that some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus asks part two of the question. But who do you say that I am? It's interesting that Jesus asks all the disciples, but it's Peter who answers. Peter's justly famous answer is, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus immediately calls Peter blessed, but not in exactly the way we might expect. Why does Peter answer and not the others? It could be because he's always the impetuous one. But Jesus has a different answer. He calls Peter blessed because flesh and blood has not revealed this to him, but the Father in heaven. Peter gets an A on this assignment. This was not merely a test of his ability to memorize that Peter had passed. He had to demonstrate some original, thinking about who Jesus was, even if it did come from God. He made explicit what had been implicit. He had internalized what Jesus had been teaching, both by word and deed. Most of his teachers would have been overjoyed and stopped there for the day, but not Jesus, the master teacher. He pushes Peter further, and in his second teaching plants some seeds. Continuing with his theme that revelation and salvation are from God, Jesus announces to Peter that he now has a new name, Peter or Rock, maybe better, Rocky. On this rock, Jesus will build his church. Furthermore, Jesus will give him the keys to the kingdom. But these are things that haven't happened yet. The same God who revealed that Jesus was the Christ and the Son of God must also have foretold these things about Peter. Jesus was greater than Peter first imagined him to be, and now Peter is told that he also will be greater than he imagines himself to be. We know how Peter's story turns out and who he turns to be. But take a look at the very next story of Peter and imagine that this is the person about whom Jesus says he will build his church. The third lesson Jesus teaches is when his teaching takes a dramatic new turn. Now that the disciples, led by Peter, understand that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus wants to take them still further. From that time, Jesus began to show the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Verse 21. Now that the disciples have understood that Jesus is the Messiah, he must show them who the Messiah really is. And so he begins to teach that the Messiah is the suffering servant. It was difficult enough to get the disciples to understand that he really was the Messiah, the Son of God, but now he has more to teach. But this teaching doesn't seem to fit with what the students had just learned. Say it ain't so. Peter, the star pupil, gets up and takes Jesus aside and rebukes the Master. Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Peter's feeling was understandable. If Jesus were the Messiah, why would he have to suffer many things and then be killed? Peter probably never even heard the part about being raised on the third day. It just doesn't seem fair. Don't you think Jesus was maybe a little hard on Peter? Couldn't he have corrected Peter more gently? Why is he suddenly such a hothead? Get behind me, Satan. 
you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Verse 23. He sounds like me and my kids sometimes. I hope for and envision great things for them. I love them and teach them and pray for them. But when they act in ungodly ways, I sometimes let them have it. It's hard to feel exactly what Jesus must have felt and know exactly how Jesus said these scathing words. But surely without knowing it, Peter was speaking the satanic line. Jesus knew Satan. He's wrestled with him before in the temptation of the wilderness, and here he sees him again. Maybe he knows that an even greater temptation will come when the hour comes for him to be betrayed and delivered to the Jews. Maybe for a moment he is genuinely tempted to take the easy path to messianic glory, and he knows he must resist, even if the words come from his own familiar friend, in whom he trusted. Peter, in spite of his profession of Jesus, is still following the things of men and not the things of God. Jesus uses this temptation to continue his dramatic new teaching, and so he now presents his fourth teaching for the day. Not only will the Messiah suffer many things and be killed, but his disciples also must be willing to suffer for him. Usually we read this astounding verse, verse 24, knowing that Jesus will die on the cross and be raised from the dead. But how must it have sounded to the disciples before they had seen the crucifixion and resurrection, before they had been given the gift of the Spirit? Not only will this Messiah suffer and die, but those who want to be disciples and follow him must deny themselves, take up their crosses, and follow him. But he's just told us that he will suffer and then die. This Jesus is not only greater than any of the disciples imagined, he will also suffer more and appear defeated. Peter, who heard such blessed pronunciations of who God had called him to be, now heard about his own need to suffer. As with Peter, Jesus is calling you to the next level of faith in and commitment to him. He's asking you to come to the next level of love in your relationship with him. While still in this life, this next level will require that you give yet more of yourself to him, and this will be a painful process. Neither you nor I have completely denied ourselves that we might follow our Lord. We are still too mindful of the things of men. But by taking up your cross, Jesus is calling you to the same blessings he offered Peter. Come, sit at the Master's feet a while today. Listen to him as he tells you what he wants you to learn and to do next. And stay tuned, you ought to be here for tomorrow's lesson. Same bat time, same bat channel. Give Us This Day Evening Edition is a presentation of Always With Christ Radio. Radio in the Anglican Way.